Travel around the world with the Open Mind Entertainment Network. Tokyo, Cairo, Berlin, Beijing, Jakarta, Rio de Janeiro. Just a few of the places where you'll find the Open Mind Entertainment Network. In every computer around the world, internet radio has truly come alive. Well, welcome to Talk with Andre show, broadcasting live around the world and right here at home tonight in Scotchdale, Arizona, where the weather is a little cooler. Yes, we are not frying in the heat. We're actually quite enjoying the beauty of the desert. It's amazing how things change. And one of the things that we want to talk about tonight is about change, especially about the change in the world that I live in. Uh, whether you know it or not, around us all the time, there are things that are happening that we cannot see. The invisible world, as we call it. I am a medical intuitive uh, to some, to others I am a coach. But to many people, the real goal of what I do is to create smiles and happiness and change wherever I go. I've been given the gift or the curse to have the sense to, of energy that's all around me. So quite often I can tap into things that other people can't see. It's no different to a cat that suddenly stands alert when she sees a shadow go by or has a feeling, or a dog that can smell cancer or can sense things that are around a person. We all have these incredible senses and tools that live within us, but very few people really understand the true abilities that they have. Tonight's show, I'm going to have a guest on at 15 minutes past the hour, Alila Reyna, and she'll be talking about awareness. And the reason I'm bringing her on tonight is I want to share with you what I believe intuition and the power of the psychic world really has in store for us. For each one of us has this ability to see and sense. And it is a gift that not only, well, you can see things and read things and know things about the past, the present and the future, but it's also a defense mechanism that we are trained to use throughout our lives, if we pay attention. For tonight, we'll be talking about awareness. And one of the tools of intuition is awareness. It has saved many a soul from disaster. The ship's captain that decides to steer right and go towards the south and go, rather than going towards the east, or turns even further and goes further into the west, only to find later he missed the storm. The calculations or the difference when a person means to get onto a flight and doesn't get onto that flight and something happens. It's the knowing, it's the sense, it's that big deal when you just get that gut feeling that you can't explain. It's that awareness of what's around us. And the truth is, today, awareness is becoming quite rare. In fact, in a level of awareness, if you'd say 100 years ago our awareness was about 92%, we're down to about 42%. People are less and less aware every day. You've only got to drive around LA or here in Scottsdale and see the amount of rear-end accidents or people walking into lampposts or tripping up to realize the awareness is slowly slipping. So why is awareness becoming a broken record? Why are we finding ourselves hearing the same thing over and over again? And that is, oops, I should have known that. Oh, I didn't realize. Oh, these things you'll hear over and over again. I have a theory. And the theory is that because of our electronics and because our reliance on the things that we have in our lives right now, we don't have to have that survival instinct anymore. Well, we should have it, and we do need it, but in a way, our worlds have become fairly safe. And it's not until something goes wrong or we're in danger that our awareness kicks in. But what would happen if your awareness wasn't there? You're walking down a dark street at night, and somebody walks past you, 
and you feel nothing. If you had the ability to sense the danger, or even avoid the danger, wouldn't that be a powerful tool? And did you know that we are, have this built into us? You call it sixth sense, call it intuition, call it being psychic, or just simply being aware and that good sense. But you have the ability to tap into something that is far greater simply by choosing to be more aware. In business, they teach us a lot about awareness and looking for the next deal, looking for the possibilities, and so on and so forth in various parts of our careers and our lives. For instance, a police officer has to have a heightened amount of awareness to survive in his job. So does a firefighter. So does a pilot. There are many, many forms of awareness that come into play every single day to avoid danger. For instance, a race car driver has a heightened awareness and can feel every bump in the road, is even attuned to his car. The slightest gear change or sound that doesn't sound right, he'll pick that up alarmingly quickly. It's an ability that's trained, but it's also because the person chooses, chooses to ride at speed and also knows the dangers. So they have to be aware in order not to get hurt. But what about the average person driving on the 405 in Los Angeles or here on the 101 who is distracted by their cell phones, by music, um, by eating their sandwich or drinking their coffee and their awareness gets lowered? Or the lady who leaves the, the local store and walks towards a car at night carrying the bags, still on a cell phone, fumbling for her keys, only to be met by a complete stranger? These events, these sinister events, happen more and more because criminals living on the streets, have become more aware than we have. And wouldn't it be a scary situation if we were less aware, but the people that threaten us or are dangerous suddenly become more aware? Having to live harder on the streets and having to connect to things that, in other words, to, to, to survive, their, their awareness becomes stronger. So awareness is often created by certain fears. And a lot of people tell me, oh, I have a lot of fears, I have, I have a lot of anxiety. And I always say to them, yeah, that's fine. You may have those things, but don't lose that anxiety. Don't lose those fears. Instead, turn it to excitement and turn it to awareness. Become aware of your environment. Before you start popping pills to make you less aware and less connected, what about understanding why you're reacting in a certain way? Maybe you're in a relationship that's making you more hyperactive. Maybe you're in a profession. Or maybe simply you're losing control of your awareness, and instead of it becoming awareness, it's becoming almost like a curse around you where everything and everyone affects you. So in the tools that we have in our job, people that do my kind of work, whether you're a psychic, whether you're a, clair a clairvoyant, whether you're a medium or a healer, whatever profession you're in, you're in, we all have to focus on our awareness. We have to be aware of what spirits are coming through. We have to be aware of what's accurate in our clairvoyance. We have to be aware of our energy in so many levels. But tonight I want to bring a new awareness in, and the awareness of danger. In the last several months, I've had more reports of attacks, more breakings, more people being caught by surprise, robbed and mugged than I think I've seen in my career. I'm seeing a more sinister side to the world right now with the haves and have-nots. And I think it's eminent really around the fact that money has become a controlling factor in almost all of our lives. And if you don't have it, then you need the skills to survive. And maybe being a criminal is simply a career. After a while, it stops becoming a form of survival, and it's all you know and all you do. So you might be 
a very smart person. You might be a professional. You might have drive a nice car. You might think that you're aware of the environment around you. But are you really paying attention? Not just with your eyes or your ears, but with your knowing and with your sense. And is it possible to heighten that awareness without becoming crazy and being paranoid of everything around you? But to be able to, like a laser, focus on something that you know is potentially dangerous and react in a way that's not emotional or scared, but to avoid, to stay safe. When Lila comes on tonight, she'll be talking a lot about uh, awareness and self-defense. And one of the things that I think has, has happened in this world is that for those that are the greatest teachers out there, they're focusing more on making the students better than themselves. Lila has a, a unique skill, having written several books, but also being a mom, uh, she has found a way to not just help other people, but also pass that on to her family, to her son and daughter. But not only that, she's also passed it on to literally thousands of people. And what has happened in Lila's life is all of a sudden her classes and teaching are starting to take off tremendously because more and more parents are becoming aware, I'll use that word again, aware of the danger. So tonight's going to be a very fast-paced show. And at 15 minutes past the hour, we'll bring Lila in and we'll have a discussion together. And then after that, the lines will be open and give you a chance to talk, call in and talk about your moments of awareness. But I want to tell a quick story to you that may bring some awareness to how I work and the rules that I use. So one of the things that I do is I use the three-strike rule. So if my intuition tells me once, twice, and three times, I will absolutely pay attention to it. So going back to 2000, one of the things that I, I think I've mentioned on the radio before is September the 11th. I was supposed to have flown to New York that week. But before I actually got on the, even booked the plane, the problems that I had, first of all, my credit card wouldn't go through. Then when it did go through, my seats weren't available. And then on the third attempt I tried, uh, my, nothing would be accepted, nothing would work on the website. In the back of my mind, I wanted to push to number four. But because I have this basic rule of awareness that I use in almost every application of my life, I decided not to go to step four. So I didn't take the flight. I would have been on that morning, top of the World Trade Center, doing what I normally do, drinking my coffee at about 9 o'clock, probably when one of the planes hit, hit. Everything conspired against me not to go. So it was part the universe speaking to me, and the other part was me being aware of it. Now tell me if you've never had a thing like that happen to you, where you've suddenly found some awareness about some subject or something that's happened that is beyond your reasonable explanation, but, however, it saved you from danger or potentially harm. Or have you had a moment of awareness where you've actually looked past it? Where it's been, oh, that guy's okay. Oh, that's all right. I'll buy that car. But something inside is telling me, don't buy that car. Oh, no, it's going to be fine. And all the time, there's this nagging feeling that there's something wrong. But you don't pay attention to it. I wonder, and I'm, I'm not really an expert on this, but I wonder whether... We spend more of our time being unaware of what's around us and not paying attention than we do actually paying attention. And I challenge you tomorrow morning, after we talk to Lila, to experiment and see how much of your environment you're really aware of, how much you're really seeing around you, how much danger is actually there, how much you actually know about your world. In a group a few years ago, I had a bunch of people in the group, and I asked all of them, I said, right, okay, 
Most of you in this room, I would say, were aware. They all put their hands up and said they were aware. So I said, are you aware of danger? Everybody put their hands up. So I said, if you were driving along in your car and you had a flat tire, what would you do? Well, only one person put their hands up and said they would change the tire. The rest were looking around, thinking what they would do. Some suggestions were they call AAA. Some people would call their boyfriends or their husbands or their girlfriends. I mean, all this depending on the person. But the lack of awareness about the vehicle they drive, never having read the manual, not knowing how to change a tyre, is pretty typical today of where the world is working. So let's bring Lina in and let's share, as we go on right now, to talk a little bit about the action awareness that she's teaching and also apply that to you right now in what you're doing. I, I want you to really take some time to listen to what we're going to be talking about because it could potentially save you harm, protect your finances, or even give you a chance to spot something that nobody else has seen. Hello, Lila. You're live on air. Hi, Andre. Thanks for having me on. No, not at all. So we were sharing a few moments ago about action awareness and, and what you do. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, if that's okay. But first of all, what got you into actually being involved in this form of helping people? Well, it started when, well, it started a ways back, but when I was about 12 years old, my dad actually signed me up for a self-defense class. And <laughs> um, I know he had good intentions, and he wanted me to learn ways to protect myself, but at that time I wanted absolutely nothing to do with it. Um, I wanted to read a book or play with the animals in the barnyard. And... Um, as I grew up, I met a handsome, gorgeously handsome man, and we married <laughs> young, and I think what was given to my idealist upbringing, I was completely unprepared what would happen next, and what I discovered was that he had a mental illness, and untreated, and mixed with recreational drugs, he was very abusive and violent. Um, wow. and, and that really, you know, every time that he had an outburst, my self-esteem just tanked and my intuition screamed at me to run. I mean, I knew it wasn't right when he was throwing chairs at me. I knew it wasn't right when I was feeling so much fear that I would push fears against the bedroom door so that I could escape out the window. But even though um, my intuition was practically begging me, um, I stayed. I stayed because I wanted to um, help him. Mm -hmm. I stayed because I thought I loved him. And I stayed because I wanted the kids to have a father. Um, and, and then about, let's see, it was... So, Lana, just going back... Just going back for a second, yeah. you actually had two young children. How old were the children when you were going through this? Uh, I had a three-year-old, and, and I was pregnant. And when I was pregnant, uh, eight months pregnant, is when I found my husband on the bathroom floor in a pool of his own blood, and he had wow. tried to commit suicide. Um, and from down the hallway, I heard my three-year-old singing, and he was singing, uh, You Are My Sunshine. Oh, and wow. at that time, yeah, at that time, everything climaxed, um, all the contradictions in my life. 
and I really had to make a choice at that point, and I decided I have to take care of myself, and I have to protect my children, so I left, um, but when I left, I was just emotionally, spiritually, mentally shattered, and really had to rebuild my life, and that's when I turned to martial arts, So, and that's what got me involved in it. So the, the question is that, and, and this is going to come up a lot for people, is why why do women stay so long often in these situations? Well, I, I think for similar reasons that I did, um, I thought that I really loved him and cared him, cared for him, um, which part of me did, and I, and I really thought I would be able to help. Um, I didn't realize how much... Um, pain that that they're really in and how much they have to heal and go through things um i didn't realize that at the time and then i was really embarrassed also because um i married him and i made that choice and my intuition was telling me you know all along that hey this isn't right Mm -hmm. but i just pushed it aside and i kept going um along with my life and marrying him and having two children. Um, which I'm very happy about my two children um, now. But that I think women stay in those situations, it's embarrassing, and it's hard to get out. You get in this cycle because it goes in a cycle of uh, it's okay for a little bit, and then it's not, and then it's worse, and then you want to get out, and then they apologize, and it just is a big cycle. So breaking free from that, you're breaking free not just from a relationship, but also all the stigma and embarrassment of you making that choice. So to make that step it, for a lot of people is, is next to impossible because they literally have to face their family and their friends, or at least they think they do, to get out of that place. So when you did that, it was not a small thing. It was a really big step to move out of that relationship, out of that situation. Yeah, it, it was a huge step, um, and a huge step in valuing myself and honoring that I had self-worth and that I was worth protecting as well. So you moved from that, and you, you, you did you start martial arts and self-defense straight away? What was the, what was the process next after going through all that? I did, I turned to martial arts kind of as a form of self-therapy and the kicking and the punching and moving my body and letting that anger out because I definitely had a lot of anger. Um, That was a healthy way to let that out and focus it. Um, And that, after I did that for a little bit, I I started to just gain more awareness of my environment around me, of the power that I had inside of myself. And that's about when I met you, I think right about that time, um, after Hmm. I started martial arts for a couple of years. No, I just, I remember meeting you and back then you were a very different person. I, I I would say you made shyness look like it was an everyday thing. I mean, you literally, you would, you'd run away or hide. I definitely did. I could not go into big stores, especially with fluorescent lights, where I felt like everybody could see me so clearly. So I would avoid like Kmart and Walmart. I just wouldn't go in there. I had a fear to go in there. And I know I saw you one time, um, and I had my big, long black jacket on with my hood on, 
and it wasn't like it was snowing outside. Um, it, it was I remember warm. it was 102 degrees. I remember that. And <laughs> I, I remember walking in and you were standing by the fridge, and I, I think I know why, uh, by the uh, the grocery there. And I'm looking, I'm like, <laughs> why is that person wearing that? And you turn around and I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was definitely very shy um, and still embarrassed about things and just very unsure. And when I met you, um, a lot, a lot of things, a lot of possibilities opened up. And I think it was a huge part that you listened to me, you didn't judge me, and you believed in me right from the very beginning. And now, and that's amazing. But you've now one person. I'm sorry. No, say you've taken that so far ahead of everybody else I've ever met because you're you're now the teacher so what you're doing in a way is you've taken all the things that were going wrong in your life and you've turned them around and turned them into these incredible tools where you're helping people almost I mean every day uh, with awareness uh, teaching action and when was the turning point when did you know that you were on the right track when I met you, I just knew something was right, and actually that I was on the right track. It made no sense to me at the time. I couldn't make sense of it. I was still um, very shy and very uh, low self-worth and low self-esteem, but something inside of me just, there's always been something inside of me that pushes me, um, and I can't explain what, just this drive that and knowing when things are on the right track. And trusting that is so hard, but um, I think that's what I've been able to do is trust that and put one foot in front of the other. So back to your question, um, I, I can't think of an actual time or day that, that I all, you know, that you all of a sudden know, hey, I'm on the right track. It's <laughs> just a knowing and a feel, feeling that, that, I'm on the right track. I don't know what I'm doing really right now. I don't even know quite what my focus is, but I'm going to trust something feels right. And it's that trusting what's inside, which I think has given, given you the chance to write a number of books, uh, to be on a bestseller list, to now be teaching classes and courses. Um, I mean, we're talking large classes, and we're also, you're doing things on online presence. And, and, and currently, would you agree with me there's more of a need for teaching awareness and especially how to act with awareness than ever before? Yes, I absolutely agree. Um, and I, I think it has so much to do with the technology right now also and, and all of the distractions that we have around us. Um, and I have one story to share about that. I think um, I was really surprised actually by this. So my husband and I were at the river this summer, and we came back up from the river. We were walking towards the car, and from in the distance, I could see a, uh, a man and a woman, and the man was holding his cell phone, looking at it, and just, like, shaking his head like something's wrong. And so I kind of watched. I was still a distance away. And then he shouted over to my husband and said, hey, did your cell phone have service? And... Um, so he said, oh, no, I never has service down there. And he goes, oh, no. Oh, I don't know what to do. And, and I'm a ways back still, so I'm listening and watching. And 
Tony asked what's going on, and it ended up that his they were trying to leave, and the car that was parked behind them was in neutral, a slip in neutral. So it was rolling every time they would pull forward, and it would just roll down into the river if they left. So mm. he has his phone, and he's staring at his phone like it's going to magically <laughs> fix this problem, mm-hmm. even though there's no self-service, and what, what is he going to do anyway? And um, as I'm walking up, I hear Tony saying, well, why don't we go get a rock from over there and put it under the tires? You know, and, and that, I, watching that whole scenario really reminded me how much, how dependent we're getting on technology and on other people and how we forget to listen to our intuition or common sense, if we want to call it. But, um, yeah, that was interesting. I have to agree with you. Um, I drive a lot between Arizona and, and um, Los Angeles, and I'm often, I'll often pull over when I see somebody in distress and the amount of times that I've pulled over and a person's been staring at their phone, which has either been no signal or actually no, no battery life in it, and they're just expecting the, sp- the phone to speak to them in some language or to levitate the car into the right direction. I think we've created a false sense of security around those phones. I've I got a question to ask you. You know, we, have, we see a lot of attacks. Are, are attacks simply a case of being in the wrong place at the wrong time or is there something we can do to minimize our chance of being a victim? Well, I think, unfortunately, it is happening more, like with the shootings and everything, that you could just be in the wrong place at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the opposite side of that, there there are some things that you can do uh, to prevent yourself from being a victim. And uh, number one is your body, your body language, how you hold your body how you walk, how you talk. So even if you're walking down the street um, by pulling your shoulders back, uh, standing up tall, walking with purpose wherever you're going and keeping those eyes up so you can look around. And every now and then, you know, look behind you, look around at your surroundings, what's going on. Um, Does that that actually work, though? I mean, I've heard this before, where if you stand more upright and you look a certain way, why why does that protect you? Why does that give you an extra layer of protection? Well, it, it puts off uh, confidence. It puts off energetically as well that you are more confident that you're being aware, and, and it's simply being aware that could help prevent an attack. Wow. Um, and I think it's, it's interesting, good to know that we have, um, there's a prime triangle, and there's three elements of the prime triangle. There's desire, a target, and opportunity. And desire, we really don't have any control over that because that's the desire of the attacker or assailant. Um, However, the other two elements, target and opportunity, we do have some control over that. Mm -hmm. Um, And and by target, um, helping not be a target, that would be how you carry yourself, your body language, um, also not being distracted, um, there was a lady just recently who, uh, she, she was talking to me and saying that, you know, I thought I was really aware, or I am aware, you know, but this happened to me. And she was shopping, got in her car, and her phone rang. And so she picked her phone up, but she didn't lock her car door. Ooh. And so she was talking, you know, she was talking on the phone, 
Um, and a man came up, opened her car door, and put a gun to her head and demanded her purse, which she gave to him, and then he hit her with the butt of the gun on the head, and he ran off. But that was, um, that's the victim part that um, you could prevent simply by locking the car door, you know, if you're going to be talking on the phone. And Lila, where um, did this happen? Was this like in a gang area? Where, where did this happen to this, this, this woman? No, th no, this was uh, in the Back Valley area. In the woods. In a small town, uh, and, and somebody did, did that? Wow, so you'd, you'd think you'd be safer up somewhere, you know, out of the city, but it's just as dangerous, yeah? Yes, it is. So you, you train action awareness, and we hear a lot of talk about self-defense, and and there's, there's there's a difference between what how you teach and actual self defense. What what is the difference? First of all, every um, any self defense like class you might take, I think, can be really beneficial. We focus a lot on the physical. You know, a lot of classes will focus on the physical, the kicks, the punches, the um, escape techniques, which is so important to learn as well. And then some classes will focus more on situational awareness, um, being aware of the environment around you, um, which action awareness training, we teach both of those. Mm -hmm. um, but I think what makes what makes um, action awareness unique is that we also bring in the aspect of your energy and energetic self. And this is highly influenced by my training um, with you with frequency energy medicine. I don't think so. I think that you learned a lot about energy with what you went through. Thank you for the for, for that. But Lila, I have to tell you, I have seen you in action. I have seen you break boards, and I have seen you do incredible things, which none of which I can do. Um, but I I have to admit, I think this this ability is something that was always there, and, and you just brought it out. Well, it it is a lot of fun, and I'm happy to show anyone who would like to learn, and it's just a lot of fun to do. And it feels good. It feels good to put your power and your energy like so, that. So what is the acronym of ACTION, and how does it apply to people's personal safety? Um, so I have a six-letter acronym, and, and it stands for ACTION. Um, and A, and I'll, I'll go over it just briefly. Uh, a is for acknowledge, and that's really acknowledging that uh, you are responsible for your safety. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so many times we give our power away or we expect other people to take care of us, like police officers or the criminal justice system or experts, but ultimately you're in charge of your safety. You're in control of it. And it's also acknowledging that you have options. Um, and we have options. We get options by gaining more knowledge of how to use our body and, and use that awareness. So knowledge gives us options, and um, listening to our intuition gives us options, and that brings us to C, uh, the letter C for connect, and that's really connecting to your intuition, connecting to what you feel. Um, and I see this often people feeling, I mean, there's so much going on. We feel so much of our own emotions and thoughts. We feel other people's emotions and thoughts um, that it can be so distracting that we don't 
we can't listen to our intuition when we're so stuck in those thoughts, whether it's mm-hmm. emotion angry or or happy or um, sad. Um, so it's really connecting to your feelings and listening to your intuition. Connect. And then uh, T is for trust. Oh, you know what? I want to tell you a quick story with intuition and mm-hmm. connecting to your intuition. And this is about a lady who was 45 years old, and um, I'll just call her Sarah. And she was going to the bank at 4 p.m., so it's broad daylight, what, what, and she what, made a deposit. Whereabouts was this? Was this like yeah. in a city or in a dangerous area? Where, where was she going to the bank? No, this, this is in Nevada City again, so this is um, in a, a country. Town. Small town, yeah. A small, smaller town. Um and she made a deposit. She was walking back to her van, and she hopped in her van. Well, unfortunately, someone had hop- already hopped in her van behind her seat, and when she got in, he struck her over the head. Oh, wow. And duct taped yeah, her mouth and wrists and ankles and drug her into the back of the van, drove her up um, about five miles away into a more wooded or secluded area, and raped her not just one time but three times. Oh gosh! And by the third, yeah, by the third time, uh, he had gained a little bit of trust, so he had taken off the restraints. Um, and when he went outside of the van and just looked away for a moment, she jumped out of the van and ran for about a mile so, until she got to a house and then she got some help. Well, Sarah came to me about a, a week after the attack, and she wanted to learn self-defense because she, she said that she had no idea how to use her body in that situation to defend herself. Wow. Um, but the main thing that what she was disappointed about and wanted to work on was trusting her intuition because she told me that right before I got into that van, as I was walking up to it, right before I got in, I knew something wasn't right. And I didn't listen. Uh, is, so listening to that intuition, I'm sorry. Is is there a way to train that intuition? Because you're sharing a story with me. I've heard many times when I get a lot of clients that have been through some pretty horrific things, and they'll all tell me the same thing: is just before the event happened, there was something telling them that something wasn't right, and they it's almost like they were challenging themselves fighting against that feeling and every time you fight against that knowing something happens so how do you how do you attune that is there a way to um attune that ability so that you don't so you're more aware of what's around you do you get do you offer any any classes in that or anything do you teach anything to make people more aware of their environment we do we do have some classes for that and different exercises that we can work on with that. And it is really helpful because it's in a safe place. It's okay if if you're wrong. Um, um, and it is I think what it especially does is build validation. So you start to see, whoa, I'm really feeling that. That's 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 what my intuition is. And you start to get these warnings signals and I call them warning flags in our bodies where we might feel something physically um, before our, before mentally we can actually express that, hey, I feel that. 
um, if our body often talks to us before our mind will acknowledge that something's have you wrong. have you ever had to use this form of self defense in, in in your in your life at all something that you've had to maybe in a life situation where you've been threatened or potentially threatened well there's there's two times one time i i did listen to my intuition and one time i didn't <laughs> actually there's been lots of times <laughs> no <laughs> um but when you don't there's consequences for it and i'll briefly share that but um I knew uh, I was, I had a neck injury and we were doing a big demo and I knew I was not supposed to do that demo. Everything told me, Hey, don't do that. It won't be good for your body. Well, I talked to my, my intellect and my logic and I said, come on, I think I can do maybe half of it. So I only did like half, like that was going to work. <laughs> <laughs> well, that when I did that demonstration, um, I, ended up um, partially fracturing my leg and being on crutches for five months. Um, So I wish I listened to that. But let me tell you when I did listen to it. (laughs) Um, So this was was a little ways back, but I was walking about to cross the street. And as I put my foot down off the sidewalk, I just had this feeling to pull it back, to, to not walk stop and so I did but then I kind of looked around like not everything looks just fine it looks calm around here so so I stepped my foot back out I started to step and then I it hit me really hard with this feeling this knowing that hey no you you can't cross so I stepped back again and it made no sense to me at the time because there were no cars there was hardly even any people right there well, as I stepped back that second time, a car came just screaming around the corner that I couldn't hear until it was right there on me, and two police cars were chasing it. Oh, wow. And if I had stepped out and started crossing that road, I wouldn't be here talking to you tonight. Uh, intuition is amazing. I always thought that these small towns in Northern California were, were all roses and um, cups of tea <laughs> And pretty trees. I'm going to be very cautious if I go north. It sounds like a lot goes on up there. <laughs> there's roses up here too. <laughs> but I have an interesting story. There's, there's a lot of good. But to, to go on that story, I have a story to tell you. This was talking to uh, truck drivers, believe it or believe it not. And they, the truck drivers start to get to know when something's going to go wrong in front of them because they have to... Because of the weight of the vehicle, it's harder to slow it down. So they have to they have to anticipate everything. And they were telling me that you can tell um, when somebody's going to uh, cut you up or when somebody is going to um, do something um, silly in front of you by the way they look in the mirror. They have a certain, almost like a glance that they do, which is very quick, which it, to the truck drivers is instinctually they know, slow down, this person's going to do something stupid. And it's that body language that they learn after years of driving on the road to kind of watch the way people are holding the steering wheel, to watch the way people are doing certain things. Is that similar to what you have to learn with action awareness, is to observe people's actions? Yes, it absolutely is. Um, Observation is awareness. 
you know, it is having awareness. It's looking at the small details of everything, not just the big picture. So would you be willing to share a few tips and then tell us a little bit about what's going on this week and also your book that's coming out as well? Um, there's so many different safety tips, and there are actually a whole bunch of them in my book, um, Personal Safety Tips Every Woman Should Know. But a few um, safety tips would be um, simple things like when you're walking to your car, you know, before you get to your car, you know, already have your keys out and ready because if we're looking through our purse and scrambling through our purse, if it's anything like my purse, it just kind of keeps going and going and going <laughs> and there's like everything in it. Hard to find those keys. Magic purses. Um, and you don't want to be, yeah, <laughs> a magic purse. You don't want to be um, distracted looking for those keys. Um, so have them ready, out and ready for you. Also look, um, you know, glance under your car as you're walking out. It. Someone can be under the car, grab your ankles, and pull you right off balance onto the ground. Um, also, when you get in the car, even if your car was locked, always glance in the back seat. You know, it, it doesn't hurt to always look. It's better to be safe than sorry. You just reminded me of something um, we'll see that happened actually here in Phoenix. There was a lady that went, um, she, she was just doing a, a normal shopping. And she stopped at a, um, uh, um, a gas station, of all places. And she had this odd feeling. And uh, anyway, she just started putting the gas. And this fairly well-dressed woman came up to her and started talking to her and said, look, I, I, I can't get my gas cap off. Would you, could you help me? And she looked over at the car and she could just see the top of a man's head that was kind of got the passenger seat all the way down, but not far enough back. And she realized that this well-dressed woman was actually trying to get her to go to a car. And who knows what would have, would have happened. And it was just, it, it, and then as soon as she kind of felt the energy, the woman completely changed and she walked away as if she knew that she'd been caught and they quickly left on that, with that car. But it was in broad daylight, it was on a busy road, and it wouldn't be somewhere you'd expect someone to try and kidnap or hurt somebody. But apparently, from what, from what I know, um, from when she talked to the people at the gas station, the cameras there had not been working for a couple of weeks. And this, these people somehow knew that the cameras were not working. So not only were they pretty smart, but they, they would have caught this one completely by surprise if she hadn't have listened to her intuition. So... Paying attention, even in your everyday life, is is important, would you say? It's so important. And uh, just when the common things that we do in our daily routines, because even like if you're loading your child in the car seat, you know, your back is turned, um, you can't see what's coming up behind you. So you always have to have that awareness. Um, today, I'm, I'm driving down to demo the Bispo to for the event this weekend and <laughs> and I stopped at a rest stop and I wanted to get something out of my cooler so I was reaching in the back. I have my car completely packed with everything so it's hard to get to my cooler and I was reaching trying to get in it and I thought, you know what? This is this is not smart because I couldn't see anything behind me. Anyone could have come up right behind me and just bumped me on the head and pushed me in my own car. Wow. Um, but I, I wanted that chocolate cookie. So 
So I <laughs> pulled that cooler out, and and instead I put the cooler, you know, I held the cooler and had my back against the car so I could see everything going on in front of me, around me, and I wouldn't be surprised from behind. So I think it is having just that awareness of whatever you're doing in that daily life. And um, a very similar situation, a story that you just shared happened to my daughter as well. Um, and it was at a gas station also. And a woman came running up to her and she was crying. And she said she needed help um, filling up her tires. Her tire was flat. She needed help. And they do that. They try to catch you off guard. Mm-hmm. They also try They also try to make you feel sorry for them. You know, and, and right away, most of us are like, oh, someone's crying. You know, what's what's wrong? You know, and, and we might fall into that trap. Well, if you use your intuition, uh, and then luckily, um, my daughter's taken a lot of these classes, and she has, she has good intuition, but she thought, felt something just not right with it. And she said, no, I can't help you. You know, you, you can go in the into the store. They can help you. Why is she coming up to me? You know, and or not the other people getting gas, and not going or not going into the store to get help from the clerks. Um, and it, she, the lady, got very upset. It ended up she got upset that she wouldn't help, and then mm-hmm. she just turned around and walked back. And there was a man over there in the car. They jumped in the car and they drove away. So, so very, so very similar story. So that must be a more common than we realize because this one just happened recently. So, so Lila, you're um, you're going to be in San Luis Obispo this weekend, and uh, could you share with us where people can go to get more information, and if they want to come and join you in San Luis Obispo, what they need to do to be able to uh, come find you? Yeah, sure. The best way is to go to my website, and that's lilarena.com. It's L-I-L-A-R-E-Y-N-A.com. And under the upcoming events, um, that will show you more information and addresses and such. Um, I'll be giving a talk, the Art of Self-Defense, tomorrow night uh, for a group called Girls Going Greater, which is supporting the Central Coast Freedom Network, which is for human trafficking. Oh, wow. um, and then Friday, Friday night, I'll be um, doing a workshop in Arroyo Grande and Saturday afternoon in Grover Beach. If anyone would like to join me, love to have you. And also, I understand you've got uh, a new book out. Actually, you've got a couple of books out, uh, but this, this latest one is uh, really about helping anybody that's ever had kids. And it's not about... Uh, so much of action awareness self-defense is actually about how to deal with basically an empty nest am i right in saying that (laughs) yes yes that one is i have a self-defense one out too but yes this this newer one is about the kids leaving the nest and what the heck are you going to do after that so if people want to know more what's the website we can send them to um same website, lilarena.com, or you can look it up on Amazon as well. It's called Living Life for You, um, and also the personal safety tips for um, women is also on Amazon as well, and, and my website. And Lila, I want to... You can go to... Yeah. Go ahead, sorry. Far away. Uh, I was just going to say, you can go to Instagram as well. It's lila.reina, 
um, and Facebook, all that social media. So the thing about this awareness and action awareness training and the reason you're on tonight is really what you're teaching people to do is rather than rely on other things like their cell phone, uh, carrying pepper spray or a gun or anything like that, just to, in a way, to avoid things by simply being aware. Uh, would you agree with me that maybe awareness and avoiding something is much better than trying to put yourself in a situation and fight out of it? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Self-defense, successful self-defense doesn't mean like fighting and winning a fight. It really means having that awareness and preventing something from happening. Yeah. And being able to get away as quickly as you possibly can. Lana, this has been a great pleasure. It always is. And I want to thank you for everything you're doing out there, especially in San Luis Obispo. I do know you'll be doing more things in, in the Los Angeles district. And I just hope mm -hmm. that people out there, especially people with sons and daughters, will pay attention. And before you spend a fortune on the self-defense, what about learning the awareness and apply that to the self-defense? Because there's nothing worse than being the strongest person in the room, but completely unaware of who's behind you. And developing and, and tuning into your awareness gives you a whole different power, you know, a, a power I have found that can help make changes, that um, can face your fears, can um, help you heal, and it, a power that helps you get excited about your life and want to make a difference. And I think the most important thing is the power to take action. You can have that awareness, but you've got to put that awareness into action. I, I totally agree with you, and I think that this is something that's very close to my heart, is that we have these tools. They are tools that are God-given to us. We have the ability to sense danger. Why are we, mm. uh, why are we dumbing ourselves down? And, and this, the, what you shared about the phone, I think that's becoming a more common thing, as I've seen it many times, and I'm sure other people have as mm -hmm. well. Folks, if you're out there, take a moment to look around you. Do you know where the exits are? Do you know where the dangerous places are where you live? Have you looked at the crime reports recently? Are you really aware of your situation? And if you are looking for something more, especially if you're off to college or if you're a young man or a young woman that may be in an area that's unfamiliar to you, check out Lila. Go take a look at what she's got on Instagram. See Action Awareness. And even just getting some pointers is good. Obviously, the classes are better. But just even being aware of awareness makes a difference. Thank you for having me, Andre. Lila, this has been truly wonderful. I'm sorry that you, I know you're super busy and, and you've squeezed me in on this one. So thank you so much. But more importantly, thank you for all the souls you're saving because I, I know for a fact there's a lot of young people that have benefited from your classes and continue to do so. So can't wait to uh, see you live in action again. And uh, maybe one day you'll get me to break a board. <laughs> that would be fun. We'll do it. It's a plan. <laughs> the only boards I break right now is when I try and repair anything on the house. I always break everything. So, <laughs> right. <laughs> Lo, thank you. Thank you so much for calling in. All right. Thank you so much, Andre. Have a good night. Good luck the weekend. Thank you. You're listening to Everyday Miracles with Andre. That was Lila Rayner, and she was talking a lot about what she does, and that is teach action awareness. Now, for all you folks out there that want more information, go to the website, Lila Rayner, that's R-E-Y-N-A.com, or Instagram, it's at Lila.Rayner, R-E-Y-N-A, or Facebook, Lila Rayner. And I just, 
it's just even just looking at some of the things that she's talking about and being involved in this will heighten your awareness. And I think the the most important thing you'll get from from these conversations and from working around these these types of people is they're teaching you not a new skill, they're teaching you to own and use something you already have. And that is the most fascinating thing about this is we all have awareness, but very few of us really use it. And I know for a fact that when people go to these courses on action awareness, not only does it help them uh, understand their, their lives, it helps them make better choices. Because the more you learn about your awareness, the more you're watching and observing the world around you, you might spot something that could be the next big deal. You might get a chance to be aware of something that other, others aren't, an opportunity, a chance, or a moment. So you can look at your iPhone all you like, and you can hope it's going to tell you a story, but that iPhone is purely a piece of mechanical trash that just feeds your brain with information and is really just intended to make phone calls, but it's become so much more. So unhook yourself from the devices and hook yourself back into the energy of who you really are and pay attention to the world around you. You might be surprised. Not only is it a dangerous world, not is it an unpredictable world, it's also a truly beautiful world. Travel around the world with the Open Mind Entertainment Network. Tokyo, Cairo, Berlin, Beijing, Jakarta, Rio de Janeiro. Just a few of the places where you'll find the Open Mind Entertainment Network. In every computer around the world, internet radio has truly come alive. 818-921-3767. Hello, call you live on air. Hello. Hi, who am I speaking to? Paula. Hey, Paula, where are you calling from? Um, from Menifee. Oh, wow. Well, welcome from Menifee. So, Paula, uh, I'm not sure why you're calling in, but I'm, I'm trying to pick up this, this energy around you that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And it feels like it's like fractured or unpredictable. Do you have somebody around you who's like that? That's, the energy is kind of unpredictable? Oh, my husband. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. Is this is this normal for him, or is this more recent? Um, <clears throat> um, it was, I guess it was normal for a while, and then as the relationship evolved, it it was, what it didn't happen, and then recently it's starting to happen again. It, it feels like um, it <laughs> feels like is he under a lot of pressure at work, or is there something going on that would put him under a lot of pressure? Yeah, he's a correctional officer in a women's facility, and he does oh. not like it at all. Wow. So he's, first of all, uh, thank you for his service, but what a what a thing to be involved in. I mean, he probably sees every every aspect of life. And talk about being aware. Those women are, I understand, quite dangerous. Is that correct? Yeah. So do you think it's affecting him? Do you think it's affecting his moods and making him a little, uh, not so much angry, but just... Um, un unpredictable and, and sometimes quite sharp. Yeah, that and then his, he's got a really, his mom's very toxic and I really don't like her around me or my children. And she's, um, anyways, she asked to move in. So she's, I guess she's moving in while she sells her house. Got you. For, well, I think it's, I think that's temporary. I'm, I'm not super worried about that in the sense, but I'm worried, I'm worried about him maybe having too much on his plate because he's he's a good guy he's got 
he's got such a good heart and a good soul. Um, but the job is literally, it's, it's ripping him apart, I mean, energetically. Does he have any plans to maybe look at something else or work in another location? Yeah, he has to wait, though. He has to wait um, a year and a half now. Oh, okay. I got you, sir, before he can actually make that move. So I'm going to make mm -hmm. some, some suggestions to you. First of all, um, have you guys done any counseling at all? Uh, is he open to that? He's not. All right, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, do you, are you a member of a church or do you have a, a, a pastor or someone you could go talk to? Not right now. He's he's doesn't he doesn't want to hear it because he says he's seen so much evil in these people's cases and their files, and he says that he doesn't see how there's a god if that's going on. And that's normal. Um, I deal with a lot of police officers, and um, especially those in the cities, and it's a very similar thing that I see around those gentlemen and those ladies. Um, I would, if I was you, for your own sanity, if you have a, a local mm -hmm. church or a local, somewhere that you like to go to, I'm not asking you to suddenly become religious, uh, just a, a community, that might help you a lot just to have people to talk to. And especially mm -hmm. if there's wives of other officers that go to that church. Um, it just could be a place, if he's eventually open to it, that might help him um, start to deal with these things. Because I feel like, he has a ton of frustration. I wouldn't call it anger with the fact that the judicial system is not always working properly, if that makes sense. It, uh, that's how he is. That's exactly how he is now. He doesn't, uh, he says he doesn't, there's no, well, in, in, in his line of work, corrections, I've noticed that there's no camaraderie with no. the other officers. My brother's DHP, and it's totally different. It, it, it's in, and I, I work a lot uh, here in Arizona with people in the correctional institutions, and they don't become friends, really. It's a very singular. You can't trust anybody, at least that's... Mm -hmm. And if you show weakness, those criminals will pounce on that. So they end up being very lonely and very insular, and they don't talk, and they very rarely get therapy. When they do, they do amazingly well. Um, your husband does need to talk to somebody, and uh, obviously that would be a professional, and it would be something that even if he's not open right now, he should at least try it and see if he can find someone that kind of works with him. Ideally, someone who works with the uh, police officers or the military would be a good match for him. But we can't. Yeah, I found one in Orange County, and I asked him, and he said no. And uh, I've, I've got him to do Reiki. He's gone to Lynn before, and I know you know Lynn. Oh, you know Lynn, yes. And yeah, he's gone to Lynn before. I, he, he openly carries crystals to work, and I cleanse them for him every week. Well, if, um, he's, if he's... So, as much as he's saying no, maybe it's no to... He needs the right person to go and see. So, I, I would suggest that you just start looking around there, and maybe even Lynn or somebody else he could just sit down with. And I think once he begins to talk, he'll feel better. Right now, it's like a bottle of champagne with a loose cork. And we just mm -hmm. we just need to kind of like release it slowly, otherwise it's going to come out all the wrong ways. If it doesn't come out against you or the people around you, it'll physically hurt his body. So, and mm -hmm. I'm, I don't know whether he's eating right right now. He's not really taking care of himself. So he just needs mm -hmm. he needs to get someone to talk to. And again, if anybody can persuade him, you're the one, because when you really put your foot down, no one's going to argue with you. <laughs> Nobody, not even yeah. him. So maybe you should stop messing around and instead of messing around with this, just be very direct and just say, we need to do something. Um, it's only going to get worse and it will manifest in illness or it will come out in anger some way. 
and he's too nice a guy to go down that to go down that path. That's just not who he is. He's got a good soul. Mm. He's a good man. Okay. He's not perfect, but he's he's a good man. It, look, you wouldn't have married him if he wasn't such a good guy, because you you've got good taste. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings me back to you. What are you eating right now? Because I'm looking at your stomach. Oh it's screaming at me. Sugar, grease. It's like a compost heap down there. What are you, what are you doing? Anything that's fast. And it's, I know it's, it's not oh. good and it's hard, but it's, oh. I have two toddlers. and that's, that Excuses, excuses. Look, we, I know. every Sunday, why don't you cook extra meals, freeze them? You can always microwave them. What about getting a slow cooker and start doing stews or curries or casseroles or things throughout the week so that you've got a plentiful supply of food. If the mother's weak, so are the children. Mothers have to be strong, they have to be well-nourished, and they have to be powerful. So we need to get you well and truly back on track, because if you're weak, then everything falls apart. And you ain't doing so mm -hmm. well right now, young lady. No, that's what I called you. I have a pain. I think it's, I want to say it's a... Um, Hiatal hernia, but in, it's in the left side when I eat, huh? In the left side or the right side? Yeah, yeah, because it, well, it feels like it's in the middle, but more to the left. Yeah, it looks. I'm not, I obviously, I can't diagnose over the air, but it looks mm -hmm. like a potentially small ulcer, um, and mm -hmm. that's directly diet related. But you've also got um, your pancreas seems slightly swollen. Um, I, I would suggest that if you if you if you could maybe go and check with your doctor just get some blood work done and get them just to feel around to see what's going on um but you, your stomach is swollen right now extended and that could just be food related or there could be something else going on but we just need to get that checked out you had any food poisoning recently or anything like that no mm, all right so mm. i'll get that checked out and also your blood sugars are off the charts so have you been eating sugar mm -hmm. today did I? I don't. I I had a water made in watermelon slush and that was it because I'm really scared to eat. It hurts me when I eat. All right. So um, so listen, princess. Um, we you and Prince Charming first of all need to get therapy, okay? Because Prince Charming is not so charming anymore, and you as a princess need to pamper and spoil yourself as only princesses can. So I'm going to suggest that you stop stop messing around with your life right now and putting things off because you're too busy, and you start really planning out your meals, and you go see a doc, get checked out, find out what's going on, and get yourself back on track. You're too young to be going getting this old. Mm -hmm. Your body's aging too fast, and that's because of the junk food mainly. But I, there's, there's healthy junk food out there. You've got to find it, but there are things that aren't super bad for you. But if, you, if you're one of these people that's like a fast-and-go person, You've got to be really careful because your body's not designed that way. You have the body of a princess, not of an old Ford truck. So, and unfortunately, your husband married somebody who was a bit of a princess. He has to live with that, and he has to treat you like one. <laughs> <laughs> and tell him I said that. You need to be spoiled a little bit more. But you've got to understand, he's working really hard, and I'm not making excuses up for him, but he's a good man, and he's a good man in a tough job. So it is affecting him because he can't fix things. And I think he doesn't like to hear about children that are suffering. And I think a lot recently he's been, he's heard some, without going to detail, horrific things that have happened to children. Mm -hmm. And that's what's eating, mm -hmm. eating at him.
Yeah, he doesn't even like me to, to discipline the kids because he says he doesn't. <laughs> because yeah. I'm very hard. I'm very strict, and he doesn't like me being too hard on them. It, that that's that's okay. I mean, somebody has to do it, and they'll they'll come running to dad and say, "Mom shouted at me," and you'll go, "Oh, you're terrible, mom." But if that's how it happens, you'll be fine. It'll be fine, because at the end of the day, I think that this relationship is worth saving. I think it it's mm. it's something that needs to be worked on, but. I don't think it's right for a man's job to destroy him and he has to get help. He could start with Lynn or there's some, somebody else, but he needs to start talking. And I, I mean, I can't tell him what to do and I wouldn't want to do that. I'm just making suggestions. And my suggestion is get off your butt and start talking about this and maybe you'll find a way through it. You're not going to find you. You're not going to find a way just going around in circles. Mm-hmm. I have to let you go. Thank you for calling in, and I have to tell you, Thank I, you. I'm I'm I've got my fingers crossed for you because I have a feeling you're paying attention to me. It's whether you do think about it. Yeah, I just I can't do this anymore. This, this hurts me, and then my husband. I've been trying to do everything I can that I can do, like as far as crystals and reiki and stuff like that that I can do. Stop without trying to him. stop trying to fix him. Let somebody else do that. You're, you're, mm-hmm. you're, all you're doing is you're not you're, you're not making it any easier. You're trying to do all these things to to make him to make him better. He needs to have responsibility for his own health and his own mental welfare as well. So I would just keep mm-hmm. pushing him to go in that direction and start off with someone like Lean or somebody else like that, and get him into a place where he can start talking. And I think once he starts to talk, then he'll start feeling better and things will come back again. Okay. All right, my dear. Well, thanks for calling in and truly blessings mm-hmm. to you and uh, good luck with all this. I have, a, I have a good feeling about it. I have a really good feeling. I somehow feel like you just woke up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Take good care. All the best. Thank you. Bye. You're listening to Everyday Miracles with Andre and I, 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 I don't want to seem like I was jumping to the defense of this gentleman, but... I have to understand from from what I'm seeing, and it's in, in ladies as well that are working. Sometimes our jobs become embedded in our lives, and they affect how we interact with people, how we live, and it's up to us to stop bringing our work home with us. It's up to us to do things that are going to make us well a better people. And this is where again awareness kicks in. What happens if you're not aware of the effects you have on other people? That, to me, is the scariest thing of all. I hope, I truly hope, I'm aware. 818-921-3767. We have a caller. Hello, caller. You're live on air. Hi. My name is Jules, and I just am tuning in because my friend Amberly Lago has said such amazing things about you, and I I had a little bit of a problem. Um, I'm starting a new relationship. It's it's long distance. Jules, and don't tell me too much. Don't tell me too much. Let me tell you what I'm seeing. So this has been a while coming, and what you're doing right now is you're starting to to change your life. You've been through a yep. lot. There's a lot of there's depression around you. There's some sadness around you, but there's a you've got motivated. This is probably because of Amberly, but you're you're actually yeah, she, you're on fire, she's babe. Amazing. You're absolutely on fire, and and look. This relationship right now needs to start off as a friendship. Don't throw too much into it just yet. Make it fun. In the past, you've tended to be all, all feet in straight into the water. You jumped, you dive straight in. And I, think, and I think this is kind of like, this needs to be a fun friendship that builds into a relationship. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, no, that does make sense because I have gone all in on past relationships and I and I am starting like a new journey in my life and I don't want to throw everything right into this relationship. So I think a friendship actually is a good way to start it. And I'm not worried about you because you've got your sense of humor back. So my my theory is right now that you are probably the sexiest, hottest you've ever been. And you are a good date. So this, this person's getting a, a really good catch right now. So they better smart themselves up because if they don't smart themselves up, there's plenty more fish in the sea. And I think you, you're kind of like sassy right now. It's like, hey, I, I can do this, if that makes sense. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, it's, it, and you're changing, your body's changing as well. Have you lost weight recently? Um, I don't think so. I think you've down a couple of pounds. I think, have you changed your diet? Are you doing something? I hope so. Have you changed your diet? Um, I am eating cleaner, but I do need to work out again. I haven't. Um, young lady, you need to work out and you need to get that body ready yeah. for that perfect I date. Do. Let's get Let's get back to the goddess again that's in you. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm really curious though about what happened to you before. I... I see a lot of darkness around you and a lot of uh, deception and a lot of different things that have kind of happened. And I want to give you a pat on the back and kudos for getting past that because some people can't get past that situation. So you've done really well. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Are you working, are you working, are you working on a business idea? Are you um, thinking about making more money or doing something with, with, with like a business or a, something along those lines? Uh, I'm actually majoring in business right now, oh. but um, yeah, I do want to, I do have a dream career, which would be to start my own business and make up cosmetics. I, I think you should, I wouldn't wait. I would start learning right now. I, I have a feeling that you're really good with art and with colors and makeup could be more of an art form for you. I met a couple of people a few years ago, and they were uh, they were involved in the film industry, and they did this uh, really high end makeup, which was for like people turn people into aliens and and uh, made people look really old, and but it was really high tech makeup, um, almost like special effects. I was gonna say like special effects. That's yeah. that that's you. You can. I haven't thought about that. Well, you know, you can get internships to be in these things and just to try it out. Uh, the hard to get. But I would just start applications and start looking and seeing what's out there and actually doing it because there's something about you and the structure of the face. I think you're fascinated by the the lines in the face and the way the face looks. Does that make sense? No, yeah, it does. And I, I have a feeling that if you're given the right tools, you could do some really fun and exciting things with makeup. And it's it's like... It's weird because you kind of you, you want to do, it, but you're also scared. Does that make sense? I I definitely am scared. I don't want to risk everything. So, life is very short, and we don't always have to risk everything, but we sometimes have to take risks. I like to do it both ways. I like to take risks, but I like to take more calculated risks. So not just jump in and in, in like you have with the relationships in the past, or even with business but to build up to it until it's ready to do something with. So you could start building up your knowledge simply by going on YouTube and watching how people do makeup and then 
get an internship or be around people that are doing it and then build your skill set so you get this thing called confidence. Remember that? Yes. And you, when you get confidence, you can move mountains. Because, young lady, you are a firecracker. And just because you've been through a difficult past doesn't mean to say that you're still not in your core, your soul, this bubbly, fighting, let's go do it kind of a person. Yes, for sure. Because you could have been destroyed and doesn't matter how much was thrown at you, you survived it. You're a survivor. Thank you, yes. Thank you. Do you have a dog? Yes. A dog or job? A dog. Yes, I do. So, how old is the dog? She's going to be 13. So, I'm looking at the back of the dog, um, and I'm not sure whether it's a kidney issue or whether it's a back issue, but I'm seeing energy around those back legs, and that's why I asked you the age, because it, it tends to be an older dog. What kind of dog is it? Is it like a lab or something? She's a little sheep too. Oh, okay. Has the dog ever had kidney problems? I think she has kidney problems right now, and she has a heart murmur, and she's not doing well at all. All right, okay. I, I'm a little concerned about the kidneys. The heart murmur's not, I think that's under control, but um, I'm looking at the right kidney especially. Um, just if you notice any difference, more thirst or not drinking water, either one of those, or urination is difficult. She's been, ex she's been extremely bloated and can't, like, hold down food. Have, have you been to see your vet at all? Yes, we have. We've been taking her to the vet a lot. All right. Did they check the urine? Yeah, I think so. So I'll have them do it again. Yeah, just let them take a look. I'm not sure whether it's it's um, just age and the kidney or whether there's a slight infection in there. But it, it doesn't seem to be enough flow, and that would probably explain the bloating. But this dog is incredible. This dog is like your soulmate. So it's, it's just I feel a lot of love around this dog for you. Okay. Yeah, thank you so much. That's crazy. So who else is around you right now? Is there somebody in the room with you? Yes, I am with my little sister. Um, she's right now just eating a popsicle next to me. So listening. How, how old is she? She's 11. She is such a musical person. Does she, does she sing? Oh, she, she can sing, but she doesn't like to sing in Why? front of people. Oh, come on. You need to sing in front of people. You've got a great voice. She has. She can hit really good tones and and uh, music yeah. music's really important to her i'm not here to tell an 11 year old what to do because 11 year old girls have their own mind and do things their own way but i will tell this young lady that if she was to get past that fear of singing in front of people she has her voice would develop even more and she has a really good voice and it's just like it's it's hidden so when she sings she sounds like a she's like a little angel she has that little sweet voice but it's really quite powerful. Yeah, I think yeah, I think she needs to let her little her little voice out. Yeah, it's, it's actually it's a big voice when it comes out. She can she can bellow. But maybe having some singing lessons or being around people that are professional singers would give her some courage to be able to do this. But she does have she does have a good voice and 
again, I can't make this young lady do anything. She's 11 years old and she's stubborn. She's, she's, she's really stubborn. So it's up to her. But just for fun, she might, by t- Christmas time, might be able to sing a few Christmas carols and in front of a few people and make people smile. She's got a great voice. Yeah, I'm definitely going to enroll her in some... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, She's over here giggling, uh, but I'm definitely going to try to enroll her in some singing classes because that is a great idea. So, yeah, come on, young girl. You've got a voice. Do you know how many people would kill for a voice like yours? Go have fun. And you know what? If you can find the song or the, the, the sound that makes people smile, for the rest of your life, you'll be able to inspire people because every time you take a deep breath and you let that music out, it's really healing. So it's a gift, and it's a gift that very few people really have. So I hope yeah. you do something with it. What's her name? Her name is Patty. Patty, I'm talking to you. I want you to go and sing. Just saying. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> She's over here giggling watching her videos. <laughs> well, big love to you both. Yeah. And, um. Alrighty, thank you so much. Okay, and just um, what are you wearing? Blue right now? Yes, my shirt does have blue on it. Okay, is blue your favorite color? Um, no, probably not. It should be. You should wear blue more. And where you're sitting right now, to the right of you, um, I see a picture of some kind. I'm not sure it's a picture or a window. I'm guessing it's a picture. Is there a picture to the right of you? Yes. Why is this picture important? It seems a very important picture. It's a picture of my whole family. And we're just making goofy faces in the picture. Is there a grandmother there that may have passed away? Or a grandmother that... No. I'm feeling like a grandmother's energy around that picture. And um, it just feels like a lot of love. And this is someone who is not just, yeah. a, not just a grandmother, but she's like the matriarch. She's like the person you go to with your problems. And it's just a lot of love. Does that mean anything to you? Yeah. I Yeah. My grandma's a big part in my life. All right. Okay. Did she, has she lost somebody recently or has there been a death around your grandmother? Um, not that I know of. Because I'm seeing another lady. And I don't know who she is, but she looks like um, like she might have been a dancer at one time or someone that could move very quickly. She just seems to have a dancer's body. And it, oh. it, this lady's very much around that picture. Does that ring any bells? Do you know of anybody that's passed in the last... Yeah. Oh, okay. Not that has passed, but is a dancer, yeah. No, this person has passed. So this is someone quite a few years ago that may have passed away. But he's very connected mm. to the family and around your grandmother, and I'm not I'm not sure it's whether it's a sister or whether it's somebody that's that's very close to her. But this person is just making a um, a point that she's still with the family. She's still very much with the family. You should ask your grandmother about that. But this I would say this person could really dance, could really move. It was like a bit like Ginger Rogers when she was on the dance floor. She kind of lit the dance floor up. Mm-hmm. Where was your grandmother born? Yeah. She, they, both my grandmas were born in Peru. Okay. Ask her about the dancer that passed away. Some, This was someone that really 
really powerful dancer and see what uh, the grandmother says about it. But it's really, it's it's about honour and respect for family and your family is very important to you and so is the, 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 the being together. So that picture is, what I think she led me there just to, not just to say, uh, have a wonderful time, you guys, but also to give blessing to all your family as well. Yes, alrighty. Thank you so much. Thanks for calling in, and, and good luck with everything. And uh, can't Thank wait to see that young, you so much. young girl singing. <laughs> Take care. Yes, for sure. Bye bye. You're listening to uh, Everyday Every Everyday Miracles with Andre. And if you'd like to call in. And uh, I'm sorry, but we've got a lot of spiritual activity going on right now. Uh, it's very strange sometimes. So whoever's sitting there thinking about hovering on the phone right now, I've got a, a really cold energy around me, which means there's a spirit here. So I'm going to take this call and see who this is. Hi, call. You're live on air. Hi. Hello, Andre. Hello. I, <laughs> How are you? I am good. I am feeling a lot of spiritual activity going on around around me right now which is connected to you is oh, is good i hope good spirit it's really good uh first of all your name maddie hey maddie and <laughs> secondly um have you lost somebody recently or has there been a death around you mm, so two years ago my grandfather passed away or mm, Two, two and a half years ago, two, it he was, passed away? It was actually just over two and a half years ago. And if this is the person yeah. that's coming through, I am seeing um, someone who is uh, quite tough. I mean, someone that wouldn't, would yeah. get things done. And also has like rules, different rules for different things. So very structured in the way they do things. But with, with a, a really kind and gentle heart. So... It might come across as being abrasive or tough, but actually was a was a really warm and kind person. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. That was him to a T. No, you nailed it. And I'm 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 being told that you you may not be God gosh, don't take this the wrong way, but you may not no. you may not be very disciplined right now and maybe you need to kind of get your life together a bit more and when you do, wonderful things will happen around you. It's as if you've given your power away and you've started to refine it, but you're not quite there yet. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And it's not that, and this is, please don't get this wrong, but it's like I need to give you a, a slap across the back of the head and say, come on, you can do this. Um, what, what are you waiting for? <laughs> it, it really, yeah. it really, it seems like now is the time to really get your life together. He's coming through and he's telling me that he was organized and he was good with projects and good with things and that you are an extension of him. So when you put your mind to things and it's structured, you can do amazing things. Does that make sense at all? What's holding you back? Ooh, I think I'm afraid of making the wrong move and that's why it's hard for me to... to kind of move forward without because I, I think so I think the way that the way that I that my life has been structured I've always felt like I needed a plan mm -hmm. um and I feel like when I I guess 
it's hard to articulate, but I guess the way that I would put it is it comes from deep down a sense of feeling inadequate and being afraid that if I go down a certain path, there will be a point where I stop. So if I, if I were to jump in there, I'm sorry to cut you off, but this is two things that are coming, mm. coming out of this that I'm being told. First of all is you need to follow your own path and that all the things that you've done in the past have been for other people. So it's not really been your path. It's been trying to keep everybody else happy. And it, it hasn't worked because it's not really been in your soul. You could probably be in the world of media, film, television. It's, it's all there for you. But fashion and design and creativity, you breathe, you are that person. And you kind of vacillate between that and wanting to be kind of in an office and working and just doing you know what everybody else wants you to do. But the other yeah. side of you is you remind me of a lot of the fashion designers that I've met over the years that would tell me that everybody tells them you're not going to make any money, you know, you're making jeans, you're making shirts, you know, what are you doing, what are you thinking? But they have such a passion for their design that it consumes them and they invent something or, or create something that is so incredibly different that it's a world changer. I, yeah. I, I think, Maddie, that you... You're surrounded by very different people, so that you're around smart people. So you, a lot of your friends are well-educated, uh, straight-A students, valedictorians, and beyond that. They're just brilliant people. But they are, in a way, um, they are wanting you to do things, but they it also scares them as well. So some of those people are holding you back, not intentionally, but when you make the move they will make the move with you. Yeah. But yeah. success doesn't always come straight away. And I think sometimes your patience um, overrides your willing to wait for that success to come. And you're, you're so terrified of looking like a fool or making a mistake that that is stopping you a lot from doing some of the things you need to do. Mm-hmm. I think I'm afraid of failure and I'm afraid of failing, but part of the process is failing to get to success. Like that is well, well no, you're you're afraid of success because the fear of failure is all part of that. But one of the things is that if you you know that you could be successful, and you're holding yourself back because success means responsibility, and the biggest fear for you is actually once you've got it, can you hold on to it? Mm-hmm. You, you're always frightened of losing something, and I think it's that frightened of loss, in a way, that, that drives you. So, oh, I can do this, I'm successful, I'm good at college, I can do these things, but what happens if I fail? What happens if I don't pass the, this? What happens if I don't do that? You're constantly questioning yourself, and it's almost like if you got really successful, which, by the way, you're smart enough to do that, is how do you maintain it, and it might not be the success that other people expect. Some people want you to be a lawyer, they want you to be these different things, but you're actually, you're more of the creative soul. So it, it's kind of hard for you because you're really trying to keep everybody happy uh, and in a way not pursuing your thing and then you're frightened of it because you, you know if you do it, you're probably going to be successful. Then it's going to change everything because some people are going to go, well, yes, but you may be successful at that, but what happens if it eventually goes away? And it's questioning, 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 questioning. But it's not other people's voices. You've created those critics inside of yourself. Mm 
Yeah. I think, I think at this, go ahead. No, 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 go, go ahead. I think at this point, um, uh, I'm very much a Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there is an angel and a devil with every single thought that I have. There's the, yes, you can do this. And then there's the, oh, no, you can't do that because you're incapable of this, this, and this. And I think at this point, I'm fighting my own demons. Which one's going to win, though? Which one is going to win? Because everybody has, on the one side, on the right shoulder, an angel. On the left side, the devil. And Gemini's, it's even worse because you have, like, two. You, you basically split personality. Ugh. <laughs> so you have to choose right or left. And you'll still have the little devil nagging in your ear. But if you make the right choice and you listen to yourself and your passion and your desire, that is the angel. The doubt is the devil. Yeah. I think that's very true. Um, and I think, I think the other thing, too, is I realize that I'm very, I'm very career-driven. I'm very career-focused. Um, I've kind of always been that way. And I think now I'm coming to terms with the fact um, that what I'm doing right now is not necessarily um, fulfilling for me, or at least like the division that I'm working in, like the division of work that I'm doing is not giving me fulfillment. And so now I'm trying to figure out how I pivot from where I am. And there's like this feeling of urgency and needing to, you know, I'm, I'm 24 and I'm only 24, but I make it seem like, you know, time is dissolving with each day and that adds more pressure on my shoulders in terms of, you know, just getting that much closer to what I really want to do. But then I, I still at the end of the day, I'm trying to figure that out. So I feel kind of like pressured in a way to figure out what I'm what you're, I'm doing exactly. You're behaving like you're, you're behaving like you're 75, and this is quite common for people that tend to be around people older themselves a lot. And yeah. you're not embracing being 24. You're so you're already thinking about retirement, pension, and all those things, which is not you know it's a good thing to do when you're younger. But in a way, right. you're making yourself old before your time. I'm not telling you to give up on your career and start living on the beach and you know dancing around trees. What I'm saying is that you need to really develop your youth as well as your adult. And I think it's time to have some fun and maybe look at things that you can do creative because you're young enough to go out and make some mistakes and then come back and still be okay. Um, as you get older, you can't take those risks as much because recovery is harder. So you have a chance right now to maybe pursue some dreams, but I think this person around me is really telling me that you've got to be structured about how you do things and is really like, yeah, go off on a big site and go off and do things, but do it in a way that you don't have to destroy yourself because you are a Gemini and you can be really, really good or you can be really, really bad. And the, yeah. ba the bad thing is starting to rebel about where you are working and if you're not careful, it's going to rear its ugly head, and then all of a sudden, you're going to find yourself going in the wrong direction. Mm. 
Good old Geminis. That's just how you guys are. (laughs) (laughs) Good old Geminis. Gotta love them. But what what I'll leave you with right now is that you are a highly educated, smart woman. You have done things that most people will never dream of doing. You have a supportive and strong family. You have good DNA, good roots, good connections. You understand how people think. You understand how marketing is. You understand business. You have all these skills that you're very rarely using. I think whatever you dedicate yourself to with this skill set, it will be successful. It might not be easy, but it will be successful. So I would say pursue your dreams and your passions and prove everybody wrong except yourself. Mm. And that's a that's a big thing to say to somebody, but because of who you are, you have a better chance of survival in that tough world out there. And I think you've been playing it really, really safe. Mm. Sit, sit down yeah. tonight, write down where you want to live, <laughs> what you want to pursue, and you can write down as many different things. It'd have to be one thing, but start looking at kind of what you think would your life would be like. And then start reaching out to women that are entrepreneurs or people that you know that are successful and listen to their stories. Just pick up the stories. Where are you right now? Which part of the country are you in? I'm in California. I'm in San Francisco. So you're in San Francisco. You're surrounded by <laughs> crazy entrepreneurs. There are women yeah. out there that are some of the world leaders in, in personal female empowerment. I would mm-hmm. strongly suggest that you reach out to some of these women and, and pick ones that you kind of look up to that can kind of drive you and bring your energy back. You've just got the perfect storm coming for you. Just like almost all the stars are lining up. But if you're not careful, you might just miss the boat as it comes through. Not that I want to push you into anything, but it's mm-hmm. it's like it's the door's open, but you're not walking through it, if that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. That makes sense to me. Well, lady in San Francisco, Maddie, um, I want to wish you truly a wonderful evening. And I expect to catch you on Instagram and see what you're up to. <laughs> And um, go go show us. Go show us what women can really do today and, and, and create a business where you employ people and you save lives. And But go follow your dreams. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was everything I needed to hear and more. You are the best. Thank you so much. Right back at you. You take good care, okay? All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Wow, Maddie, that was, wow, that's incredible. And I'm listening, I've got chills just thinking about how all of us have these great skills and very, very, very rarely use them. Well, we're coming up towards the end of the show, 818-921-3767 if you want to call in. But I just want to uh, share with you a couple of things that are going to be happening. Um, and one of them is that if you are into personal growth and change and you happen to be around June 6, 2020, in the next couple of days, we have a couple of spaces left on Andre's Tropical Healing Retreat, where we're going to go to the Caribbean on board Celebrity Cruises, and uh, it's on the brand new, completely refitted Equinox ship, and we have a limited amount of space, and if you are interested, then go to contact, sorry, andrecontact at gmail.com. And we are selecting people, but if you are interested in going along and you want to be part of a workshop, so this is a, a, a this is a treat for uh, the, a, a retreat for guests, just like last year, 
how everyone, everybody is required to be involved in the uh, workshops and participate with each other. So there's going to be a basic outline coming really soon, but we're going to have, instead of like four workshops, I'm going to work my little British bottom off, and we're going to have five workshops on this ship. And you'll be going to the islands, you'll be exploring, and then you will be learning a lot about moving forward in life. We're going to create a very interesting program, which will allow you, by the end of it, to really reformat it who you are and how you see the world. So uh, we're limited. We've almost sold out. I can't believe so quickly. We only advertised it a week ago. But if you're interested and you want to go to the Caribbean and the Bahamas with Andre in, on June 6th and ju to June 13th, 2020, reach out to us right now. And that is andrecontact.gmail.com. Once those two have gone, we're not taking any more candidates. So and that because we're keeping the numbers low because there's only 70 people I can deal with at any one time. But again, if you come along, you have to participate. You have to be open to spiritual stuff. You have to be ready to have fun, jump in the ocean, swim with the dolphins. But more importantly, come learn, come share, and come be part of something much greater. 818-921-3767. So what an interesting show. Real mismatch of different things. But I, I want to just go back to the very beginning of awareness. Are you really aware of what's around you? Do you go to bed at night and do you lock the doors, leave them open? Are you aware when you get to your car? Do you go to the same gas station? Do you have the same patterns? Are you aware of the dangers of where you are? Do you drive too fast? Do you talk on the phone too much when you're driving? Do you not pay attention to things around you? We live in a very opportunistic world and things aren't getting better. And I, I, I will say just from my perspective right now that as a, as a practitioner, the amount of people that I'm seeing coming through that have had some kind of physical harm done by another person, whether it's a mugging, a robbing, a house breaking, um, these things are absolutely devastating when they happen. But for every single one of those people that come in, I think there's three people that have avoided it. <clears throat> I really truly believe that our intuition is our greatest protector. And we call it we call it intuition, we call it sixth sense, we call it that gut feeling. It's all basically the same. It is an awareness of the energy around you. What I want you to do right now is just for a second, if you're not driving, just close your eyes. Take a big, big deep breath through your mouth and then out through your nose. Do that three times. And listen to your heartbeat. And as you're listening to your heartbeat, what you're doing right now is you're connecting to the very essence of who you are. It's really important to pay attention to that heartbeat. Feel that breathing and be aware of your body. That headache, that sore neck, that shoulder that you've been putting off for weeks, be aware of those things. Maybe you need to see the chiropractor. Maybe you need to stretch. Maybe it's time to take a vacation. Maybe you just need to go to the spa. Whatever it is that you need, by being aware, first of all, of your body and then of your mind, what is really bugging you? Are the things that are driving you crazy really that important? Are you creating stories within yourself to make blow things out of all proportion about what people think about you and what people say about you? So mind is now one step from body. But the glue that holds all that together is the spirit. So with your eyes closed and taking a deep breath in through your mouth and out through your nose, 
be aware of the energy around you. The energy around you is your spirit. It is your aura. It is your biofield. It is your sensitivity. And most of all, it is the first line of defense. Be aware of that energy around you. If something comes into that energy field that doesn't feel good, pay attention. If that energy field directs you towards doing something, listen to it. If all of a sudden your heart feels broken, but you sense something there that could help you, take a look and reach out to it. If your body is telling you that it's not being taken care of, pain, suffering, tiredness, listen. If your mind feels overloaded, blocked, uncreative, find a place to clear out, reset your hard drives and bring that mind back on, on, on par. Bring the mind back and allow that mind to come alive. My suggestion is every morning get up and take 15 minutes to meditate. Open up your mind, clear your body and rejuvenate your spirit. Bring life back into that soul of yours. Reconnect to who you are. For I believe that if we start every day with a new intention and new possibilities, that will be a better day. I also believe at the end of the night, if we choose to get a good night's sleep, but before we close our eyes, we say a blessing, that we allow ourselves to clear out, that we focus on the good things, we find a way to allow ourselves to grow, to become more clear, to become more focused, we simply say a prayer that it truly makes a difference. I have never been here to judge anybody. I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm not here to make you do anything. I'm simply here to make you aware. Where are you now? What are you doing? What are you thinking about that you could make another person's life better than it's ever been? Thank you for listening tonight. It's time for me to go, and as I leave here, I want to share with you one more thing. I hope you're smiling. That's the one thing I want to share with you, is I simply hope that you're smiling. Good night, and God bless.